Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. This is Africa Tech Radio, Africa's number one technology radio. My name is Buki and you are on Cruise Control. And today on the show, we'll be looking at the advent of technology and how there's a new revolution in town. How reproduction can happen away from the normal activities like you know it. Like now, in case anybody's using you to do shakara too much, you can just get help and get yourself sorted. Reproduction has taken a whole new level and this is all thanks to the advent of technology. And today on the show with me discussing this great topic, we're going to be having Mrs. Abiola Adewusi, who is the director of Melban Agency, a consulting firm that offers fertility support service to clinics and patients in reproductive medicine, most especially third-party reproduction. Hello, Mrs. Abiola. Thanks for joining us. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, so I would like to ask you, as an African woman, we know we Africans, we have our belief system and we have speculations also when it comes to building a family. So I'd like to find out from you, what are those African beliefs that you know of when it comes to reproduction? Well, African beliefs is once a woman gets married. Mm Mm-hmm. The next thing that is expected is a baby bump, you mm-hmm. know, as quickly as possible. You know, it's due to no fault of anybody. It's just the norm. You know, the expectations are in stages. When you're born, you're expected to go to school, you know, achieve whatever it is that you need to achieve in life, accomplish, get married. And the next thing is to have a baby. So that's a typical African expectations. And when the baby bump is not showing soon enough, then problem starts, you know, chain starts to wag and people start to, you know, do small talk on before they come to the person involved herself or himself. And most of the time, the problem is that we look at the problem as the woman's problem, not the man's problem. Uh-huh. And we know now it's not only the woman's problem. The problem most of the time is 50-50. 50% women and 50% men. So they have equal responsibility of not achieving conception. Now we know that. So it's something that is to, it has been discovered. And I think we need to talk more about it. Well, the man is just as guilty as the woman. So it's not necessarily the woman's problem. Yeah. It can be a problem as well. I like the fact that you brought the two because it takes two to tangle and it takes a sperm and an egg coming together to make reproduction. And most people tend to blame the person producing the egg, which is the woman. So most time they say it's the woman's fault. And now with tech, we can able to do certain tests and find out, oh, this person is not responsible for the infertility in the family. But when we think of family, we think there's just one way. A man has to be with a woman for reproduction to happen, for the family to increase in number. So with fertility clinics and all of this happening, aside figuring out why infertility is the problem, we now have solution to these issues. So let's talk about assisted reproductive technology. What does that mean? Assisted reproductive technology is a process where a couple, a man and a woman, is assisted to achieve conception. Uh And that, you know, achieves conception, get pregnant, and hopefully have a live birth, which is a healthy baby. 
-hmm. at the end of the day. Naturally, a man is supposed to have intercourse with a woman to achieve conception, but not everybody can do that. Some people need help. They need assistance. And the level of assistance that is required varies. It depends on what each individual presents with. Even with assisted reproduction, you're given a specific treatment that is peculiar to your presentation. So what I present with is different from what you present with. So you will be assisted as you present. That's what assisted reproductive technology means. So you said um, what they are presented with, are there like tests to ascertain their capability? Absolutely. What That's the, the first stage. So you come in to see the doctor and say, well, I've been trying to achieve conception for about 12 months and I've been unsuccessful. The doctor will definitely carry out some hormonal tests, some physical tests, some womb check, tube tests to make sure that everything about the woman is okay. For the man, it's going to be hormonal test and semen analysis, which is very, very important because that tells you whether the sperm count is good enough to be able to swim to the eggs during ovulation. And if it's not adequate, according to WHO, then the probability of getting a woman pregnant is drastically reduced. Okay, we had a little vox pop where we went around asking people about their sperm count and figure out that so many people don't go for a checkup for this. So many people don't know how healthy their sperm is. And also the women, they don't know about their production of eggs and everything. Can we get a little bit of education on that? What people should look out for and do? Yeah, it's actually very good for a reproductive age group set of people to be curious enough to know that they're okay, especially if certain things are not quite normal. And what do I mean by that? So a woman or a, a female in her 20s that, you know, has had irregular menses for since she started her menses, you know, she'll be curious enough to do some testing to find out why that is. If your menses, it's not that you don't have menses, but it's irregular. You need to find out what's going on. I think generally what my advice will be to the young ones coming up, looking to settle down and have family, mm -hmm. is to just dress enough to do a fertility check, both male and female, individually. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, it's a prerequisite because it's supposed to be for better or for worse, mm -hmm. for richer, for poorer. But I think it's time now mm -hmm. for individuals to be curious enough to find out what their fertility profile is, both male and female. So that way they know what they were starting with and where they need to go and how they need to seek help. Because most of these issues mm -hmm. can actually be solved, you know, very quickly, you know, by given hormonal replacement therapy or adjuvant therapy or, you know, little, little things that can correct a mild shift in hormonal issues. Some may require very serious treatment, but most of the time, if you catch them early, they might be able to assist and correct it through vitamins and, you know, medications and things like that. So I think young ones should be curious enough, especially when you're at that reproductive age, to know what your fertility 
uh, profile is. Good. So for people who have gone through this test and find out that they can't have a baby or they are not fertile enough to be a carrier and they are deciding, okay, what are the options available for these people? Okay, let me try to understand your question. Your question is that if they go through the profile and they find out that something is wrong, yeah. what are the options available to them? Yes. So the specialist will naturally recommend a solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why that it's it's more of an individual kind of treatment it depends on what you present to to the doctor so if the doctor carries out an investigation and they're able to identify the issues that you have they will make recommendations on how to solve that problem for you and that's part of assisted conception process yeah i'm still on assisted reproduction and having people get the result that they want but not through the normal process that we know okay you have to conceive and carry your baby yourself there are now options like IVF, uh, surrogacy. Um, that's what I'm asking. Like, what are the options spectrum for them that they can actually look into? Okay. Now, if you present to the specialist mm-hmm. as a patient that is not able to carry pregnancy by herself for whatever reason, mm-hmm. whether it's because you've had multiple failed IVF cycles, maybe as many as four, five, six or more, whether you've had previous surgery that now puts you in a situation where you're not able to carry pregnancy um, due to maybe surgery or something like that, or scar tissues generated from previous surgeries and things like that, it may be difficult for you to carry a pregnancy, then you will need a surrogate. You were born like that because some people are born you know, that they're just not able to carry pregnancy, but it's called congenital anomaly, Mm -hmm. then there's nothing you need to use a surrogate. And there's some that medical conditions that they have will limit them from getting pregnant because it may be detrimental to their health. And what's the point? Trying to get pregnant and then your own life is at risk. There's no point, right? So you would require a surrogate. The doctor would have to identify and establish that you actually need to use a surrogate before they make that recommendation that you need a surrogate. So it's not everybody that qualifies to use a surrogate. So you can't just come and say, oh, I want to use a surrogate because I don't want to go through the stress of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. That would not be a reason why a doctor will go ahead and use a surrogate for you. So there has to be a medical reason why you're using a surrogate. And that's part of what we do to, you know, assist the people that actually really need to use the surrogate so that we can give them the services that they require. Okay, so you highlighted that someone can just walk into a clinic and say, oh, I don't want to carry my baby. I want a surrogate. It's not something that they can get that request because it's not medically inclined. No, that would not not be a qualification Mm -hmm. for you to go through the treatment using a surrogate. No, any professional will not accept that. So for the surrogates that are coming in and offering to be a gestational carrier to help couples carry the baby, how are they screened and selected? Very good question. And that's the core of 
our job at MedBond Agency because uh, screening surrogates, qualifying surrogates to be able to go through the process is a very, very arduous task. It's a multiple level screening process. It is a difficult process. I mean, you have to be experienced to be able to surrogate and screen them well because there's so many um, cater of people out there that are interested in being a surrogate uh, for different reasons. And um, we all know that the incentive for them is to be able to make a few bucks while they're doing it but you do want to know that other than making a few bucks you are actually committed to the process they go through physical screening medical screening the womb is checked go through psychological screening um their their true identity is established before they go through the process and um you know we kind of um put them through those different models before we finally qualify them to be a surrogate. Because to us, for us at Medban, the screening process is the most important process of the whole process. Once you're able to get the screening process right, then everything is smooth sailing. The next questions are like intertwined because I'm thinking as Africans, we get attached to like children we get attached to babies so a carrier that knows that this baby does not belong to me what about if that person during the process of the nine months becomes so attached to the baby she's carrying how do you separate this um surrogate from the baby and the intended parents very good question that's part of the screening that we do when we're doing the screening and the recruitment process, we want to establish that the person that is going through the process is actually indigent. Indigent in the sense that there would be no incentive for her to want to be attached to another baby because the priority is for her to take care of the one or the ones that she has at the moment. Taking on another child or having a second thought about letting the baby go will not be an option. And also, it is part of the interview and psychological process that we do put them through. So they have a long slew of interview questions that they need to answer consistently well in different ways. And they would have been prepared that, okay, this child that you're carrying doesn't belong to you. The egg and the sperm belongs to the patient. You are just serving as a host. You will not have any contact with the baby when the baby is born. You will not have any contact with the baby when the baby is mm -hmm. grown or in the future. This is just, you are just carrying. And when you're done, you will be you know, compensated and, you know, as promised, you know, kind of thing. So this is reiterated every time along the way. So for them, they just want to carry the baby and deliver the baby. And they want to take care of their own children or their child, you know, as the case may be. They want to, you know, do something better with their lives. And we want to eliminate the factor of getting attached to so the baby. And that's part of the screening process. So for the second side of the question is still on the African belief, uh, feelings and emotions and everything is how are we responding and accepting this third party reproduction or assisted reproduction uh, that technology is infusing into the society for us? Well, I would say it's relatively new in Nigeria. But however, it's been, I think... 
for the past 15 years, at least I know that I've been doing this one way or another. So it's not that new. It's just that people are now accepting it. It is more, especially in the cosmopolitan areas. I wouldn't say that it's widely accepted in Nigeria, maybe the rural area or, you know, the area that haven't heard about, you know, this conception technology. But in the cosmopolitan areas, it's more, it's becoming more and more acceptable. Let's put it that way. So, you know, with more education, talking about it, people are not afraid to say that they use a surrogate anymore, at least the few that we have. So you have more and more patients embracing the idea of using a surrogate. So I think the awareness is getting out there and, you know, there's more and more talk about it. And people are starting to think, oh, maybe it's not so bad after all. The fact that I'm not able to carry my baby by myself does not mean that that baby is not a baby. The baby is still my baby. It's just that I had someone else carry my baby for me. And, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So this question is still riling me up. And I'm just thinking of so many people. Like you said, the cosmopolitan cities in Nigeria already understand this system. But there are still some people that say they don't understand this process of surrogacy. So let's break it down. What really goes on from the inception to the transfer, to the carrier, to the delivery? Can we get like a breakdown of what happens? When a patient goes through in vitro fertilization, which is assisted conception, they go through what is called super induced ovulation. So what that means is you stimulate the woman's eggs, you know, the ovaries to generate eggs and you retrieve the eggs, Mm -hmm. you retrieve the eggs, fertilize it with the husband's sperm and it becomes an embryo. After it becomes an embryo, you would have prepared the surrogate womb to receive the embryos. So on day three or on day five, you transfer those embryos that you've generated outside the patient into the surrogate. So that's the embryo transferred into the surrogate, into her womb. Two weeks after that, pregnancy test is done. And it would, you would know if she's pregnant or not, if the pregnant succeeded or not. If the pregnant succeeds, then two weeks later, you do an ultrasound to establish if it's viable or not. If the pregnancy doesn't succeed, that means the treatment has failed and you basically start again or let go of the process. That's how the process works. And then from then on, if gestational carrier is pregnant, then the monitoring stops. So Medban is active in the monitoring of the surrogate from treatment phase till the very, very end. So we monitor her, we make sure she attends her hospital visits, antenatal, keep the patient updated on the progress of, you know, how she's doing, what she's doing, whatever it is that happens to her, we're right there to make sure that we get information up till the baby is delivered. This is indeed a rigorous process and I know this is not going to come cheap. (laughs) It's not cheap at all. So how affordable is this process? Of getting the well, you know, getting affordability the is relative, and that's what I always tell you know people. If you compare surrogacy in Nigeria to the rest of the world, you'll say you know patients are paying peanuts 
But if you just want to leave it in the Nigerian context, you'll you'll be like, oh, it's very expensive. You know, the truth of the matter is that because most of the tools that are used in the process are imported, the only thing that is not imported is the surrogate themselves. But we want to put things in perspective. If we take well and pay them well and treat them well, they would have that peace of mind to be able to carry these uh, babies well to come without any complaints. I think that's my own logic. So different clinics or hospitals pay different amounts of money, but at Medban, we know that our surrogates paid well. That's basically what I can say in terms of the expenses. Okay, it's been an insightful conversation for all. But one thing I'd like us to wrap this conversation on is understanding that the nature of the baby is not different from every other baby. What are the things that Africans should know when they get to know that somebody had a baby through surrogacy? I mean, the growing up, I heard the word called test you baby. Like, they just decide to call some kids test you baby. So... I just don't know if there's an advice you can actually just give to people who are looking to take that option and also for people who are meeting people who have taken that option, what they should know at the back of their mind. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, test you baby is just a term. It's just a colloquial language that was mm-hmm. used back in the day. We now know that uh, it doesn't have to be in the test because that's the technique we use at that time. And uh, now they use petri dishes. It's called petri dishes. It's very open, circular, you know, kind of thing that they put the stuff in and process. So are we going to say that petri dish babies? You, you <laughs> know what I mean? Normal babies. Mm-hmm. I think babies are just as normal as any other naturally conceived children. You know, IVF has been on for, well, I think the first child is, uh, almost 45 now and she's fine healthy and she's had her own kids you know, things with her and there's millions of children born through IVF after that and it's still ongoing and there's nothing that has shown over the years in scientific studies that IVF born children or assisted reproductive technology born children are any different from normal children Okay, that's a good one. So everybody goes away from this conversation and just knows that you can have your baby whichever way or option you choose. So let's talk about, you said the first IVF baby is now like a 45-year-old grown with our own kids. So I want to go to Melbourne and find out what the progress rate has been for Melbourne. Your clinic, the people you give a special advice to, the clinics and patients that have come and gotten their options okay, so for you. The role of MedBun is basically more of a support service. So we do recruit directly for patients. Okay. Direct patient uh, recruitment. The patients come to us to ask for assistance to recruit surrogates. Clinics come to us to request surrogates and our our clients, the ecosystem of our clients is basically the clinics, the patients, the surrogates themselves. Well, while we're constantly recruiting surrogates to be able to meet the demands of our clients, Mm -hmm. which are the patients. So, you know, what we have promised based on our core value 
is to be customer centric and customer centricity that we have is for all our clients that we come in contact with our clients we have the surrogates as our clients we have the clinics and we have the patients as well so we're here to and make sure that everybody is well taken care of on all things. Okay. So what was your social media handle in case anyone wants to reach out and get in contact with you? Okay. Social media handles at Medbun Agency. Um, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we are LinkedIn. We're everywhere at Medbun Agency. What about people who want to ask you like personal questions before going through the medical route, which is going through your consultation film? Yes, the social media handle is at Medban Agency. So if you go on social media and put at Medban Agency, you should see our logo and you can follow us there. And we do offer counseling services as well. And we recruit donors as well, my eggs and donors firm for patients. And we offer counseling, men- mental health services to patients as well. Go visit our website and that's www.medbanagency.com. And you can also send an email at info at medbanagency.com. Okay. Thank you so much for your presence here and sharing so much information with us on surrogacy, assisted reproductive technology, and how we can keep producing good babies in the society, healthy babies, and using your consultation film also. Thank you for your time, Mrs. Abiola. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So guys, that's it. I'm sure there's one or two things you still have question on. You have all our social media handle. You can reach out to Melbourne Agency or you can actually reach out to us on www.africatechradio.com and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're at Africa Tech Radio. From me to you every time, you know, it's peace, love and bye-bye. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.